0: say a prayer and then we'll get started here. Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity we have. Gather one last time for 2017 in this amazing park. Uh, We are just so thankful for how amazing the weather's been this summer for us. Just so mild, never too hot, never too cold. It's just been a fun time as a community. And so we just ask that as we celebrate that together today. That each of us just really enjoys this moment we have before uh, the fall seems to hit us, before we're back in the middle school. Um, just help us to feel closer to one another and closer to you today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, I did hit record. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, our, it's Labor Day weekend, and so you just never know what church is going to look like. Uh, To be honest with you, I have no idea what we're celebrating when we celebrate Labor Day weekend. I was going to Google it, but to me, it's just, yeah, it's resting from work, and so I'm like, that's good enough. I'm 38. If I don't really know the real meaning, I don't need to change it right now. I mean, maybe. Uh, But yeah, there's something about taking in this opportunity. We took the whole summer together to... Be outdoors instead of indoors to celebrate nature, to enjoy it. We've got a long winter in Minnesota together, and uh, which forces us indoors, and we miss this. And so it's these taking every opportunity that we had to be outside when possible together. And it's it's been casual, it's been chill. We've had great discussion though on these Sundays that we've talked together. And there's something about pausing. And celebrating that together. It's Mimosa Sunday, so there are Prosecco and OJ up here, and plenty more in the cooler. And then um, banana nut bread and lemon cake. Uh, and to be honest, my thoughts were that this is this is Eucharist this morning. This is this is our celebration of Jesus. Um, and the the amazing thing of Eucharist is that it takes. Okay everyday items, bread and wine, something we're, that's so normal and it makes it sacred, it makes it divine. And so as we gather together and we eat and we drink and we remember, it, it brings us to this place of, of celebration of everything that Jesus stands for, that it's his pursuit of us, it's his proclamations, it's his taking all of our sins and efforts on himself and paving the way, and we celebrate it today. And it's a little different. Prosecco's still wine, but we just splash a little OJ in there, and we've got sweet bread, and I definitely put butter because you cannot celebrate good bread without amazing butter. And it's Kerrygold Irish grass-fed butter, so, uh, yeah. Irish butter because we sadly say that our Irish friend lost the fight on last Saturday night. But you know, last week I was out of town. Uh, we had a panel discussion here. Um, I'll get the podcast up soon, so you can listen to it. It's uh, taking the message of Jesus and it's filtering it through the lens, the story, the as Paul says, uh, the epistle that's still being written through our lives, and seeing what inspires, what challenges, what's going on. And so that's out there. But I was at Ryan and Alexa's wedding. In uh, just about an hour inland from San Diego. And it's so amazing to celebrate life's moments together, to see not just this couple come together, but to see these families come out to celebrate, families that are scattered across the United States now, uh, coming back together for a reason to celebrate, friends that are scattered everywhere, um, and really taking this moment to eat and to, uh, to, to be married, to dance, to tell stories, to enjoy life. It was it was and is and always is such a fantastic experience, but you get the, you get from conversation how little it happens, how little that pause to really enjoy each other's company, to celebrate. And so these moments of weddings, or last week I was also at a funeral as well. It seems like hospitals and funerals and weddings and all this stuff is is marked August as a Busy month for life events happening and swarming around us. Um, But you hear stories of people's life at a funeral, and I'm always amazed at how much we didn't talk about this stuff while they were still around. We waited until they were gone to bring up the best stories, the best memories, the best remembrance. And there's so much of our faith that that is not just this challenge to live a different life, this selfless life, this... Um, but there's this enjoyment, Jesus is the kingdom of heaven is here, it's around us, it's, it's now. And if we're not taking these moments to pause, to celebrate, to enjoy butter that tastes really good, to enjoy each other's company and our stories, like, are we missing out on some of that? And are we not really even showing the full grasp? Um, Friday morning, the day before the wedding, I was at um, Kono's Café just off of Pacific Beach in San Diego. It's a place that my brother Andy and I used to go to when we were in town together. Uh, And so I'm there alone, taking a picture of it to try to have him remember the moment. And there's this this older couple that is sitting next to me, Larry and Betty. They have been married 56 years, uh, and they're bantering with one another, and it gets me laughing, and pretty soon I'm invited to the table, and I'm sitting next to these two. Uh, if you go online, either Facebook or Instagram, you'll see me and the, this amazing couple sitting there. And so we're talking about life, and we're talking about marriage for 56 years. And Larry starts telling me a story of how they just lived a few blocks up the beach when they were really young and first married together. And how he's like, we we missed out so much on enjoying that part of our lives. Like We were there for five years, and we were always wishing... To be somewhere else, a bigger house, somewhere different, somewhere else, and he's like, the moment you move and the moment you get to wherever, he's like, you're on to something else again, but then at some point you look back and be like, man, we lived just off Pacific Beach for five years, this gorgeous spot of town, the most amazing burritos you could ever imagine, the surf right there, and he's like, I don't remember enjoying it that much at all. And so then Betty jumps in and she's like, you know what, that's the biggest lesson in our 56 years of being married, is that we, we forget to live in the moment. We were always hoping for something else. We were always on to something else. We were always looking for that next thing. And whether it's a challenge, and as a church community, it's you know whether we're helping these kids that need extra food at Ramsey when we're there, or we're trying to bring hope to our neighbors, or live this selfless life. If, it's, if, if we're always so focused on what isn't a reality right now that we forget to step into reality, the present, the kingdom of heaven here. And now we're missing out on such a huge piece of what's going on. And so Larry and Betty are talking about this, and I'm like, I'm talking about this next Sunday, which seems to always happen for me. Whatever the topic is, I run across some fantastic person who lends their story to ours that we can learn from. And so I start thinking about my own life. Where have I not taking the time to really enjoy where we were at, even when there there is a press for something more, but that, that that celebrating together. And we look at the life of Jesus, and he's got a life of celebration. They say his ministry was more of a wedding, and that John the Baptist might have looked like a funeral, but Jesus ushered in this wedding wherever he went, These these people celebrating and talking and telling stories and remembering and... Yes, there's a challenge to do more, but it's encompassed in such love and celebration and eating together. We see him going back to Mary and Martha's house so many times just because you can tell he's comfortable there to share a meal, to hang out, to enjoy life in the moment. And sometimes in sp- spirituality we find ourselves, uh, and I definitely find relatives, dreaming of the beyond, what will happen after this world. And we're reading C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce right now, which which uh, imagines what that might look like. But Jesus says, don't just be looking for something that's far and away. The kingdom of heaven is among us right now. It's all around us. And as we want to invite neighbors or friends or family or people who are struggling or the hungry or the hopeless into this, are we taking the time to enjoy it ourselves? Or what are we inviting them into? Another rat race? Something different? Or can we celebrate together? And I thought, man, the last Sunday in the park, what a day to celebrate. And so I want you all to close your eyes for one second. And I want you to smell first. Like we're in a park, it smells different than a middle school. Like there are, it's, it's green, it's alive, there's something amazing happening. Feel the wind like against your skin, like the temperature today, it's perfect. There are very little Sundays we can say that the middle school temperature is this perfect. Listen there's birds, there's the breeze, there's rustling of the trees, like we were able to enjoy this all summer long together. Sip if you have it, your mimosa or your sweetbread like this is this is savoring what the divine has given us, what God has given us, what Jesus has provided. This is Eucharist, this is communion, this is being in the world, but not of it, but being fully aware of what we've been given, this gift, and partaking of it and being a part of it. I had someone talk to me about life and church recently, and their big reminder was to make sure that we're having fun. Like, even if we're working hard, even if we're we're doing some great things, if we're not having fun, if we're not taking time to laugh and to celebrate and to enjoy, are we missing? Are we missing part of of the gospel, the kingdom of heaven,
1: and so Jesus,
0: this this ministry that seems like a wedding, we see him give his first miracle at a wedding. A couple's getting married, people are drinking, they're merry, they're having fun. The um, I'm trying to think of a clever wedding dance. What's that shuffle? Uh, the Cuban shuffle is on, and they're running out of wine. And his first miracle, which he tries to keep low-key, is to provide more drink for this festive occasion. These people who have taken a moment to pause and to celebrate. And they're celebrating so much they didn't have enough. He wants to be a part of this celebration continuing. And he doesn't just go there, but the, this wine that's produced, it says it tastes better than anything else. And everyone's like, why, why did we wait to drink this till the end? And I wonder if that sentence, that why did we wait to drink this till the end, is something that we need to grab onto a little bit more. Jesus shows up and there's something better or he shows them what the better is. And isn't that everyday Sunday? Why didn't we take, why did we wait this long to enjoy it like this? Why did we, why did it take the last Sunday before going back to the school to be like, let's have a little sweeter communion this morning? Jesus is frequently accused of being a drunkard or a partier. In Matthew 11, I put this on our sheet. It says, The Son of Man appears, and he didn't fast as John had, but he ate with sinners, and he drank wine. And the people said, This man's a glutton. This man is a drunk. And he hangs around with tax collectors and sinners to boot. And the verse goes on to say, Wisdom will show itself out in the actions. But then are we taking from those actions? We see Jesus eating with people, with everyone. This welcoming, this acceptance, but this celebration of life, that there were moments of celebration that were peppered into what he was going on. He said, my disciples can mourn later, but right now the bridegroom is with them, and so there's a celebration that's happening. And yes, Jesus goes away, but his Holy Spirit is with us. It's fused to us. It's with us at all times. The kingdom of heaven is among us and has been here for 2,000 years, expanding and growing and taking root in our lives, and we plant it And the seeds around us in our neighborhoods and the lives of others. John in John Jesus says, I came to give life and give it abundantly. Or the, the message says, I came to give life with joy in abundance. There's this piece to being this part of being a follower of Jesus that we can't let go of, that we've got to grab. Ecclesiastes 9 says he this is the wisdom. that is attained here. He says, uh, here's what you uh, you should do. Go and enjoy your meals. Drink your wine and love every minute of it because God is already pleased with what you do. Dress your best and don't forget a splash of sun and fragrance. Enjoy life with the woman you love. Cherish every moment of this fleeting life which God has given to us under the sun. And if we look at this book of Ecclesiastes over and over and over again, he's like, enjoy your meal, enjoy your drink, enjoy the company of those that are around you. There's something about distilling a life's worth of wisdom into this that's like, take a moment to enjoy everything that's happening around us. It's no coincidence that Jesus has this last meal and they break bread and they drink wine together. And he says, every time you do this, every time you gather together, every time you're hanging out, every time you're eating, I want you to remember me. I want my name to be a part of of that kind of hangout, that kind of celebration, that kind of pause and reflection and enjoying life, it should be peppered with the thoughts, the reflections, the name of Jesus himself. But if we're going too fast, if we have too many goals, if we have too many ambitions, we forget, we lose it, something goes on from them. I put a verse from Nehemiah in here as well because it's really interesting. In Nehemiah 8, they're messing up a ton and someone brings out the book of the law and they're like oh my goodness and they read it like they have no idea what's in here and they're just like amazed and they start crying and they start lamenting and they're 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 afraid and saddened that they've forgotten all of these kind of things and so Nehemiah or Ezra in Nehemiah says to them says go back to your homes and prepare a feast bring out the best food and drink uh, the best food and drink that you have, and welcome all into your table, especially those who have nothing. This state is special. It's sacred to the Lord. Do not grieve over your past mistakes, but let the eternal's own joy be your protection. And he tries to turn this around. He's like, seeing what's going on, this is seeing where we've missed it, seeing opportunities missed. This shouldn't cause this lamenting. It's There, there should be some kind of joy that comes in celebrating the God who's among us. And this was the law. Then we have Jesus who comes and fulfills it on our behalf and gives us this proclamation to go and to spread this love and acceptance. And why not in times of remembering that again does it not bring us back to feasting? To pause, to celebrate. This is a Jewish word to Shuva. It's the it's the um, the Hebrew word for repentance. And it means to return to goodness. There's something about seeing how we were made in the image of God returning that. Getting those glimpses of, oh, we've forgotten. Let's get back. But there's a rabbi I like to read who talks hand in hand with teshuva and celebrating like this. That there's something more. And this is maybe our takeaway. This is our how to apply this kind of thought to our life. Um, and it's Rabbi Simcha Bunim. He He teaches and he, he, he lives this out. He keeps two slips of paper one in each pocket, wherever he goes. And I've heard this re or re-reflected by several different teachers throughout the years. And on one, I'm not, oh, okay. It's written in Hebrew, we'll just say that. One of them says, for my sake, the world was created. And on the other, he writes, I am but dust and ashes. And it. Anytime his hands are in his pocket or anytime he needs this reminder, on one hand, it's, this was all created for us. This is a gift for us right now. The kingdom of heaven is all around us. And we need that remembrance to slow down, to enjoy, to savor, to taste, to feel together. And on the other hand, to remember that we are from dust and ashes, that we're fragile, that this is, we're no special than the person sitting, that we're equals in the eyes of God, and that we should remember that and we should take care of one another. But there's this tension that always lives. But he says, Teshuva always brings us back to both of these. This return to goodness is this selflessness and realizing that we come from dust and that we're fragile and we will return again to dust and that life is short and does have an ending at least this temporal existence we have right now. But at the same time, the divine pursued us, he loves us, he created all of this for us, and it's a gift. To be savored. We've got this funny tradition in our family, and it started with Amy's dad. At Christmas time, we would hand out gifts, and he would like barely start to open his. Ah, I wanna wait a little longer. Someone else opened something and you know, he would just string this on and would find he would open it a little more. No, 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 someone maybe I'll open it tomorrow. I don't need this today. It's been so much fun. We need more fun tomorrow, and he just keeps it keeps it going, and it's funny, and now we do it even if he's not around. Like, ah, maybe. Mia's is shaking your head because it gets annoying, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, we've got this gift right in front of us, and we're not even trying to be funny and coy by putting it off. We just forget sometimes, and part of practicing, part of following Jesus is finding rhythms to remind ourselves of that, and so this this rabbi's rhythm of having these papers in his pocket because we fall. In, these are ditches we can fall into, and let's not walk them, but let's find our way in the middle. Let's find ways to remind ourselves to to remember that it's a gift, to savor it, to enjoy, to rest up. We can't give back to people unless we're filled. Why tell people about following Jesus unless we look like we're enjoying, like we're filled with joy, we have peace that does pass human understanding that rests on us. These, this lifestyle, this kind of way of living. On its own, we'll speak volumes of who we follow and the truths we hold dear. Um, so really the question is, what do we need and what practices will remind us that this is a gift and to enjoy it? Because obviously, Eucharist, these two pieces of paper, people who have gone before us, they show us rhythms and practices we add to remind ourselves to pause, to reflect, to celebrate together to have some kind of self-care in place that we know do you have a sabbath day of rest in your life do you do you really protect it or does it turn into dishes laundry house projects something else do you do you pause to enjoy life for one day do you ever invite someone else especially from our community into that do we, can we learn from one another what do you do to take it easy what's that day what do you do to just chill Get refreshed, to celebrate, to enjoy life. Is it a little bit better food? Is, do we take the little bit extra time to not just put mayo on the burger, but we made the mayo. We made some aioli, and we put some garlic or some lemon in there. And man, everyone was talking about it. And it was all over my beard. And there were too many pictures of that. And then when we think of it, we remember how good it was. You're making that sound because it happens too much. Uh, these random impromptu hangouts with friends have been so life-giving to me. It doesn't matter if it wasn't planned. If you're feeling the need to either rest or to celebrate, text someone, call them, find out, or just show up, knock on the door. And if they can't, you drop off whatever you were going to celebrate together and let them enjoy. And you go find the next person to enjoy the night with. Amy and I have set a rhythm of even having one weekend, and our weekends are not the same as your weekends, but one two-day period where it is either just really chilling out or we even just get away. We go camping in the woods, or we go to the cabin, or we go to Duluth, or somewhere, just to remember, we physically, and it's the first, the first of our weekends of every month, is set aside as we are, we need a whole weekend. We need to just cut that weekend aside, and then we really try to protect Monday is our day of rest. Like, there is not much we're going to do. We start at the chiropractor, getting all the kinks up from the previous week, and We go to the ideal diner, and we eat Great. P.S. They have the best pancakes in town, and so it is a fantastic way to start a Sabbath rest day ideal diner. Uh, Tell Kim Luke sent you. Tall Luke. Um, But yeah, this this is a communal thing. This is something we do as a community, not just yourself as well. Sundays should be life-giving. There's times when we show up and we need something, and we're there because we need the hug. We need the message. But there's times where we need to be the one giving the hug. We need to be the one cheering someone up, getting them to smile. We live this out together. If you see someone that had a hard week, you hear about it in our prayer circle. Like, invite them out this next week. Hit up a happy hour. Bring them some soup just randomly so that they can and make it some good soup. I mean, if you're in a hurry, get some canned soup. But if you're thinking about someone, take the time to make some good soup. I mean, the 9th, September 9th, celebrates eight years of being a community for us. And it just kind of happens at the same time as this. It's uh, We're different. We're unique. But we can celebrate that. We need to be. We're confident in who we are in Jesus. And that is an amazing place to have, to be, to do, to, to be in it together. And so as we pray and as we go into the discussion, um, I think our focus is on today especially, on those reminders, those practices, those things that will help us to really enjoy life even more. Jesus, we just ask that you help us to put practices in our life that will help us to enjoy this, that will help us to walk in your footsteps, to celebrate, to eat good, to have company together. We just thank that as we discuss, as we... Drink and eat and celebrate even together today that each of us will be reminded of your goodness and reminded that even right now the kingdom of heaven is all around us. It is ours for the taking. It's ours for the enjoying. In Jesus' name, amen.